Hive and the Power Hour with Alan Goldberg and his crew. My name is Don Warner from WarnerEntertainment.com. We encourage you to visit us at our website and see over 4,000 different martial arts media products, including videos, DVDs, books, and lots, lots more. That's www.warrenerentertainment.com, spelled www.w-a-r-r-e-n-e-r-entertainment.com. And thank you very much. All right, welcome to the Asher Martial Arts Power Hour. This is Alan Goldberg's brainchild. He brings the best of the best to the show, to you each and every week. And let's bring on Alan. Alan, the floor is yours. Let the people know what's going on. Welcome back to the Power Hour. How are you, everybody? Uh, here we are again. Uh, I think it's a woman's conspiracy right now. Last week we, we had Kathy Long on, and we have Christine Bannon on this time. and unfortunately we can't get our mails in except a few of us are here but we're working on that for next week anyway but there's some good things coming up and a lot of great people that have been contacting me to come on the show in fact uh i just spoke today steve Paulson from the ikf uh he wants to come on the show and talk about what they're doing uh also we want to talk about something sam quack our buddy it's his birthday yesterday uh we try to get him on the show but he's in london right now and he's running around but it is his birthday yesterday. Uh, we want to also give great respect to our friend Don, Don Rodriguez. <laughs> okay. Uh, he just had a hip. Christine will tell us a little more when she's on, but Don had his hip replaced. He's doing well, and uh, we wish him the best. And just another shout-out to our buddy Michael DePasquale, always in our prayers. He's doing better and better every time I speak to him. So, you know, we had him on a couple of weeks ago, and he sounded great, actually. We're very there. But one thing I got to get to, I think it's the biggest thing right now on Facebook. Okay. I put a little something up two weeks ago. And uh, two weeks ago, I put a little something up. Let's bring everyone in. Yeah, I was going to suggest that. Bring everyone in. Vinny, you're case, coming in. In, in case people have things coming to say. in. And Kempo Joe, Wikipedia Joe, you're on. We're all together now. Okay. Well, I, I put a little something up, and I always put a little. I have a new page called the Action Power Hour podcast, and uh, I put us a little something up about how about if we would bring our buddy Frank Dukeson, what would happen? And uh, we got a tremendous amount of people came, and ninety nine and nine tenths of them wanted Frank on for various reasons or other reasons. We're not going to talk bad about him on the show or anything, uh, you know. We'll let your decisions about the man be what they are. But um, our good friend and the very dear brother of mine on the Dragon Wilson put a little something up and just marked up his record. Didn't say anything negative or bad about it. And Don just put it up and that was it. And Don, you and I spoke about it. He, you know, Don said he'd love to come on the show if, if Dukes is on. And uh, Dukes went out attacking Don. And asked, saying about his record, and his record wasn't this, and he wasn't a real uh, movie star or an actor. Well, Don is probably one of the better kickboxers that has ever come along, my opinion. And if not I can only. something, yeah. um, okay. Honestly, I can see a lot of videos of Don and his belts and, well, that's, that's, and, and movies and DVDs and all this stuff. I can see this stuff. I can't see phantom stuff. I can see that stuff as tangible as in my face. Well, you can watch Van Damme, but it's, it's not the same oh, well. thing. Anyway. <laughs> but um, you know, Don is the real deal. Uh, I was Don's corner man at one fight, and I was also Don's promoter for one fight. So I've seen Don fight other times, and I've been around Don for years now, probably close to 30 years. We've got very friendly, me, him, his brother, and even uh, met his mother and people in the family. And Don is a gentleman, uh, one of the sweetest, nicest guys you ever want to deal with. I know Christine has had Don at your tournament also a few times. Yes. Over the years. And Don's great. So Frank Dukes decided to tear into Don. Um, the wrong thing to do. 
what happened within the next two days, probably three days now, Don got over 1,200 people wrote in wow. and just tore apart, frankly. I mean, I think there's one or two people to something nice, but thought Frank Dukes was John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> so there was, there was a little bit of a mistake there. But uh, people came on, and it was just a, a crash fest, but including how, myself. How, how can you go and debate his record? How can you debate no, no, what he was? Oh, 100%. And not only debate who he was. Listen, martial artists have a hard time getting along to be on the A-list in the movie industry. Mm -hmm. not happening so easy. Okay, uh, it's not happening. So if, if Don was doing all B movies all these years, that's because that's what the industry produced. But he was because doing movies, right? Right. You weren't getting into the main theaters because you weren't Tom Cruise or you weren't, you weren't you know, some other big name. And if Don was doing movies, Don did some great movies, and he was consistent. He always had something in the pot, boiling or doing whatever. I actually was in two of his movies also. Uh, over the well, years, I mean, maybe know. if see if, if Don wrote some some fiction, maybe he would be, you know. <laughs> but that's a different story, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don, Don is a guy, and you know, some Don has gotten much better in acting and doing things over the years. I, his last, I was in his last movie we did, uh, paying Mr. McGetty, and uh, I had a ball. I mean, it was a great movie, and uh, we're talking about doing something else down the road. Chris, you in that movie too, right? Which one? The the pay, was it paying Mr. McGetty? Paying Mr. McGetty? No, she was no. in uh, the martial no. art kid. The martial, martial arts, arts kid, kid. Yeah. right, right. That was the other one he did right before that. Okay. But the truth of the matter is, you know, Don is coming along doing some great moves, and he was great in paying Mr. McGetty. I think he did a phenomenal role, and uh, a lot of people are looking at Don as being the actor he is, and being also the ass kicker, kickboxer that he is. Because I've been there, I, I can tell you a fast, quick story. One of the events that I promoted that Don fought, nobody knew except for three people. Don came into the fight with two broken ribs. Nobody knew it, okay? Because it was $30,000, you know, uh, payoff. So Don just came in, he said, I'm fighting. I'm not going to not go in. He came in the ring, covered his rib the whole fight, and he wound up winning the last round. It was the most unbelievable shot I've ever seen in my life. So Don is what they really call a warrior. There's nobody that I could say could fight like that because nobody, people would have canceled that fight. Broken ribs. You know, you know what we're going to do, Alan? We're mm -hmm. going to take a quick break because I'm going to take 30 seconds. I want people to see what Don can do. So just everyone just hang on a second and we're going to do something. One of the nicest Don is just one of the nicest guys too. So yeah. you know, not only Absolutely. a great record, but just a, a great guy. I mean, yeah. I, I never see anyone talk bad about Don, you know. <laughs> only the jealous people, you know, and unfortunately, a guy like Frank Dukes, he does has nothing to be proven. I mean, there's there's not one thing this man's ever said that's been proven. Um, you could say a lot of things in this world, but you gotta back up what you say. So that was Don's thing. He said, if you got a record and you had 300 fights or something like that, and you knocked out all 300 people in the fight, there's something wrong there. It doesn't sound right. So guess what? Then you have to prove it. And if you can't prove it, there was some very big investigations going on over the years with Don. What was the number 300? Of, well, close to it. But the, is, uh, don't you get 300 pieces of the little army guys in a plastic bag? Yeah, no, well, no, that's when he woke up. <laughs> but anyway, Vinny wants to say something about that. Vinny, come on. Come on, so I know man, he knows Don very well, too. You know, I, not only, you know, anybody that's ever watched the PK or kickboxing knows who Don is. He's a legitimate champion, legitimate warrior all the way. But yep. I, 
out of the many martial artists we medical people he is definitely in the top one percent of human beings but as far as i as far as he'll stop and talk to somebody and he'll share all his time oh, yeah. and just totally give this guy all this time and information just some kid comes up and sees him and i mean he's just this giving great i've never heard a bad word come out of his mouth and when i saw that posted and the way he was saying that and i know both of them obviously a lot all of us do but i was that really you know why don why don yeah. i mean guy well, does so nothing but good because he questioned a record that you have on your on your Facebook and you have on your your regular account, your uh, Facebook account and your regular account, and it's for everyone else to see. So if someone just puts it up and questions it, you shouldn't be upset with that. You really should. Promoting that you're doing it, things like Christine. If you you know you you are who you are, you've done what you've done. If somebody asks that, hey, did you really do that? You 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 have yeah, I did it. Look at the video. Yeah. And in, in that yeah. case, that's not there. Yeah, no, it's not. not. And we were at uh, Dr. Bob's event in Vegas at the A4 event. Joe, you got something to say, Joe. I know you do. We were at the A4 event, Dr. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, go, go Vince. Vince, go ahead. Say your story first. Go ahead, Vince. Joe. Look, we're not, you know, when we so talk we were about at the A4 event, event, I walked in, and Frank and his wife had come walking by. So Frank and his wife had come walking by, and I'm walking with James Wilson on the way in. And Frank stops to say, hey, how you doing? Hey, Frank. And James keeps walking. And I turn to say, hey, didn't you, you guys know each other, don't you? And James just keeps walking. He don't even stop. And I, Frank goes, yeah, I know James. And then I catch up to James. I'm like, James, what? You know Frank? He goes, yeah, I know Frank. You know he's full of shit, right? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> But, you know, that's I'm what just saying hello. I had no idea. Whoa, whoa, Vinny, whoa. That's, what, that's what you get out of 99% of the people that know Frank. The same reaction. Okay, I, I, Joe, I just want to get back to you. Let's, let's, let's just get back to you. Because we have Christine here, and I just want to do the proper introduction. Uh, we have one of the greatest female fighters. She wasn't just a forms person. She was in there fighting, just like our guest last week. And the first time I met Christiane, I don't know where I was. I was at a tournament, and I saw this girl. She had a, I don't remember, a haircut with a hair curl down under a little bit. And all of a sudden, I seen this axe kick. He landed it. And I just went, oh, my God. Now, me being a little stupid at the time, I didn't know who she was. because I didn't follow the mask in the other groups. But I, I did hear her name before, and all of a sudden, I saw this axe kick. And that was it for me. I knew this was one of the greatest women fighters that's ever come along. And guess what? I think Christine would have fought for some of the guys too over the years. She had no problem with that. So I, I do want to welcome you onto the show, Christine. We had to, we'd say our little things before, and we'll definitely get back to it. Believe me, we're not leaving this thing. But uh, I just want to say, Christine, it's an honor to have you. Uh, you Thank you. It's you, my pleasure. You people, you people have become friends over the years, you and your husband. Uh, my wife loves you. Your husband, he, every time she was giving him hair products, she was all like, hair products. <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah, Vinny, remember those uh, <laughs> hair products, Vinny? Yeah. Paul Mitchell, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they're very yeah. well supported yeah. by, the, by the team and everything they do. And they run a great tournament. I say one thing about her husband. I wish he was around. I don't know if he's in the building or not. If he is, we'd like to bring him on, too. But, um, on call him poetry in motion and christine has a lot to do with what don does because they work they synchronize wonderfully but don runs a tournament and that puts his nose to the grindstone and that tournament between christine and don is done normal amount of time no bullshit no crap it's done and i got people call me all the time they say oh we need someone to run i always go hold on <laughs> he's the best you're not going to find better and of course, you're part of that team, so you know you do well together. But I'm not going to hold you too much because I know you people personally, and we've hung out many times over the years. But we got to bring Wikipedia Joe. We call him we call him Tempo Joe, but we call him Wikipedia. And <laughs> I will tell you, if you could stump him, <laughs> and 
you can stop him I'm, I'll pay you dinner at the next event <laughs> anyway oh. let's bring up let's bring on christine joe's gonna ask you a couple questions to talk to you he's gonna he's gonna grill you let's put it that way oh boy okay there you go. Go it's all yours okay well first of all for those people who are watching the show and you gentlemen as well you may or may not realize uh, christine and i have known each other for over 40 years um, I've known Christine since she started on the tournament circuit. Um, I'm very thankful and grateful for her. Uh, her and Don have uh, had me as announcers on uh, the uh, Ocean State Grand National Karate Championships as an uh, announcer for their nighttime show. And, of course, uh, Christine's event, the Junior Nationals. And uh, I'm very thankful and indebted to both of them, and especially Christine. Um, <coughs> excuse me, little little post-COVID cough. But, um, you know, we even tested – for various degrees of black belt under Ed Parker back in 1989. And, um, you know, I was very thankful that I, I competed in Crane and the PKL. And uh, uh, Don and Christine were instrumental in helping me with my tournament career. Um, you know, I'm eternally grateful. And you mentioned about Don. Actually, Don <coughs> and Christine had introduced me to Ed Catucci, who was running a television program called Championship Kickboxing, who, by the way, was the manager for Don the Dragon Wilson. You bet. So, um, Christine, you know, it's, it's great to be able to talk to you. Great to be able to talk to you about the highlights of your career. I, I, I was digging through my archives. I said, what am I going to pull out as far as different? I said, I had so many magazines and whatnot. But, um, you know, the first question I always ask, <coughs> again, excuse me, how did you begin in the martial arts? How did this all start for you? You know, I just started with a girlfriend. Um, it was an after-school activity. I was doing figure skating. I did gymnastics. I played softball. I played basketball. Um, pretty much tried everything. Enjoyed sports, but there was nothing that really, you know, hit home and I just really fell in love with. I mean, I just kept trying everything, and I, I like to socialize with my friends and participate with them. And she asked me if I wanted to start karate and it was a private school and it was later my husband. Um, but Don Rodriguez, he had a private school uh, that he was teaching. So my girlfriend's brother was was studying. And so it wasn't a, you know, with a, a building with a sign on and you can call and get information. It was uh, kind of like you had to know someone. So, you know, I decided to join with her and you know, probably within a year she had quit and I ended up staying with it and, you know, here I am. <laughs> so. Now that was in uh, Okiru Kempo with, uh, again, the great ocean system. Again, many people outside of Rhode Island aren't familiar with it, but again, it's, it's, it's a system that actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, Don's brother was instrumental in the creation of it. Am I right by that? Uh, they, Actually, my husband was more of the creator on that. They they taught together at the very beginning, um, and then they kind of split ways, and and Don created this system along with Nick Serio's assistance. Um, you know, and it's it's Okiru, which stands for op open system, open and so we, it's not only the Kempo, but he has you know a lot of the jujitsu moves with the wrist locks and different moves, the judo with the throwing and the kung fu. Uh, that he also had learned. So it's a lot of, uh, you know, try to take the best from everyone, <laughs> but it's it's mostly a Kempo-based system. Next question I have is, uh, again, I, from way back when, remember your early tournament career through Spider Brand and uh, Bernie Ringette, and I can never forget for the rest of my natural life how you stood out at tournaments with this bright yellow canary uniform. Never forget this. Talk to me about how you got involved in tournaments and also that famous uniform. <laughs> well, I just got involved, you know, as an underbelt competing. The Ocean State was my first tournament. I was uh, 13. And back then, you could compete in the adult division if you were a kid. There was no, you know, laws and regulations like that where you could never do that now at 13. But at 13, I was probably the size I am now. Um, I competed in the junior or the, I don't think it was peewee, I think it was junior division with the boys for forms. And then when it came time for fighting, 13-year-old boys are probably, 
could be quite big, you know, depends if they've hit, hit that growth spurt. So, you know, um, my instructor said, why don't you go in the women's division? And back then it was women all ranks. So I was an orange belt and I ended up, if you remember Larry Kelly, who was a great fighter from, may he rest in peace, but a great fighter from New England. Uh, it was his wife that I fought and she was a black belt. So that was my first experience competing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just from that point forward, I just, you know, really started to enjoy competition more so when I was more of a brown belt and black belt. I really got into it. Um, and then it was very motivating for me to be able to see my name in the ratings. So when Karate Illustrated was doing the ratings and it was Region 12 was New England, you know, my goal was to be, you know, number one in New England. And, you know, I achieved that. But then I wanted to be number one in forms fighting and weapons, which was tough because the, the forms and weapons were with the men on the ratings. So, you know, we had some great people in there, Brian Ritchie and Javon Holmes and Richard Brandon, just, you know, some great competitors out there. So, you know, I did achieve that. And then I set goals of trying to be number one in the country and started traveling the national circuit. And from that point, I ended up going to the world championships. And at my first world championships, I won one gold and a bronze, but I fell in love with it because it was you know, the national anthem and the flag coming down behind you and standing on that podium. And, you know, when you're dealing with 80 or 90 different countries with WACO, it was just, it was just amazing. It was the closest thing to the Olympics. And right. I mean, it's our Olympics, you know, so it, it was, it was awesome. And, and I just said, I'm going to go back and win three gold medals. I want to do that. I want to win it in all three categories. And I did that. And uh, um, when I went back, and then there was a lot of uh, a lot of snickering and, you know, that I was just lucky and, you know, that could never, ever happen again. And so got me mad. So I went back and did it again. And I don't think anyone's broke the record still, you know, um, uh, Laszlo, Laszlo Gambos, who is a member of Team Paul Mitchell, he actually just beat my record for having got his 10 um, gold medals. So his last Last time he competed, he won a 10th gold gold medal. So he broke my record as far as totals. But I don't think anyone's won a gold in forms fighting and weapons at the Waka Worlds yet. So I know I've gone to a couple of the main uh, events from Waka, and then you guys did a great job all the time. Uh, I was proud. I was proud. The Americans did very well. Quite a few. Yes. I think was it um, wasn't it was the other hotel um, Taj Mahal. That you had yes. to walk on that that time, right? That was a yeah. really great show. I remember me, Joe Lewis, and a bunch of us were there. Good. Just want to go back <clears throat> now, Vinny. Um, I know you said that you saw the thing happen with Don and his brother and everything with uh, Frank Dukes. What did you feel about that at that time? You know, this the Frank Dukes is a name. People recognize his name. He draws, he, you You know his name. Yeah. You know the movie Bloodsport. Yeah. That influenced martial artists, right, wrong or indifference. He had an influence on the martial arts. Some kids out there started martial arts. Why isn't that enough? Yeah. To well, the reason why I asked you that creating. question, I wanted to ask you that question, because I know yeah. we talk about someone that's been around the tournament circuit almost a whole life, was Christine Bannon. Yeah. And her husband. Okay. Uh, Christine, did you ever see Frank Duke's fight? No. I put you on no. the spot. But, <laughs> but you've been around everywhere, all over the world. You never saw him fight. And that was the main thing that Don said. Don Wilson was saying, you know, never saw the guy fight. You know, how do you how do you become with these records and stuff? So I just want to put this in so people that do leave the show and they'll hear what I'm saying. We're looking to do on our Amen channels coming up. You know, we have a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week martial art channel coming up very soon. And about a month or two after that, <clears throat> Dennis and I, uh, he's not here tonight. He was supposed to be, but he, didn't, he was driving all night. But um, we have, we're going to be having a pay-per-view. So I've made a claim that if Frank Dukes does come onto the show, we'll do it on pay-per-view. We'll give him half of the door. If anyone that comes on, 
and he's allowed to bring two people on with him back his stories up. I will also bring Sheldon Lennox, and I will also bring John Wilson on. So it should be a real fun event. Now, again, not saying anything bad and different. All it is about a show about proof. Just like Lou showed the, the video of Don, okay? Lou, you want to run that video of Frank Dukes? I, I would. I just don't. I mean, I mean, I, I don't have that that little phantom crystal ball. I mean, I don't know if if, if you if you have footage, share it with us. We'll play it on here. You know, right. I I can I can show Jean Claude Van Damme. I know, but then again, but you know, what does that mean? That's what you I'm know, trying to say. So everything we do is going to be about proof. But he made that, a point that something when you do something and you have that much of an impact. Shouldn't that be enough? Some people hang on to something that they've done 30, 40 years ago, and they try to make, you know, and make it bigger than what it is. You know, you, you had an impact. No, I, I, I totally understand. To and you got to sell and you got to make hype. You got to make your name. I get it. You got to keep it out there. I get it. But, you know, a guy like Don Wilson, he's he's so high up there, I wouldn't even answer a guy. That, I, I, I mean, there's no you know, you know, it's like questioning a master. What do you, who are you, who are you, who are you just walked in the dojo. Who are you to question that guy? He's yeah. put his whole life into this. Well, the funny thing about it's it, always, it that, that Mr. Duke said something that Don is not part of the inner circle of martial arts. Don is not part of that inner circle. I don't know who the hell is. But yeah. anyway, that, that's what my shows will be about. If that he's All right, not go, go a on. part of the inner circle. I don't want to interrupt, but um. You know, here's a man, I mean, we talk about Don, Don Wilson's film career. Okay, we talk about, you know, B-movies. Now, this is just when Entertainment Weekly writes an entire article about your career and uses as the byline the king of the B-action movies. Not just he's done like a couple here and there. It's like he, at that time, he was it. He did more action films than <laughs> than anyone else, then Jean-Claude Van Damme, then Chuck Norris. I mean, he had done an incredible allotment and a body of work relation to action films. Okay. You now, know, I mean, our segue into talking about films is now you get the chance to talk about Christine's films. Yeah. But well, I, had one question I had one question before that because I remember Christine – Christine, when you were doing weapons forms and you decided to enter Wacko in the open tournaments and go into weapons division, you know, Kenpo is not a system renowned for its weaponry. So I remember the days when you would go train with Yao Li and you get two very distinct weapon forms. And Sifu Goldberg, having studied five animal style Shaolin before he went into Wing Chun, you didn't just pick any weapons. You picked the double hook swords and you picked the broadsword and nine section whip combination. You pick like what we, we jokingly say in wushu circles, you pick what the crazy people use. You know, we always say, who's the nut job? The nut job's the guy who does whip chain and rope dart. Those are the nuts. They they don't care. <coughs> Talk to me about those choices. Um, well, just like with the yellow uniform, I, I like to be different. I, I don't you know, don't like to be out there, you know, you got like every other person doing the bow or the commas or something like that. I mean, I, I like to just try something different and, and, and stand out, you know, so, and to do it well. So, you know, I tried the double hook swords and, you know, I just thought it was a very cool weapon, very intricate, you know, you got kind of like three weapons in one with the, with the hook swords and, and then, you know, doing the, doing anything double, you know, we all learn, when you're trying to keep everything in sync at the same speed, you start to learn that, okay, one arm is a lot faster than the other. And, you know, you really have to get that coordination going. So after doing several di different double weapons, um, like the double broadswords and stuff, that's when I decided to do the the whip chain and broadsword that Yao Li, uh, Sifu Yao Li taught me as well. And that was, uh, that was really cool because not only did you have two weapons that you had to keep, you know, in sync with each other, but one was kind of a short range weapon and one's a long range and you still had to keep the speed. And, you know, I thought it was pretty intricate and, and a good challenge for me. And I thought it was impressive as a, you know, a judge watching a competitor, if you can do it good, you know, you have that advantage. 
Not too many other people I've ever seen. It also makes one hell of a poster, right? You get (laughs) the right shot. (laughs) Not too many other people I've ever seen do that. And they did do it. They didn't do it as well as you. You really, really did a wonderful job with that. Uh, Joe, it's all yours. What's up, Joe? One of the funniest lines your husband ever said. We were at a tournament, and you were doing the whip chain broadsword form, and, of course, the, the, the famous position where you either lay prone or sit, and you literally spin the uh, whip chain underneath you. And uh, so, of course, they asked, so, Don, did you teach her that form? And, of course, Don being Don sat there. Now, with my luck, I'd spin it, and i get the thing stuck in my butt. And I'm like going, it's Don. But, um, you know, a little while ago, you mentioned about uh, a mutual friend who's, uh, who uh, passed away a few years ago, Richie Brandon. And you, Richie Brandon, and another fellow competitor from Connecticut who, I can actually say this, I was a black belt when he was a blue belt, he and Nguyen, you were all involved in an incredible series from 4Kid Productions and Fox Network, WMAC Masters. Talk to me about how you got involved in that TV series and um, some of your fond memories of that show. Well, Pat Johnson is the one that had uh, asked me to, you know, if I was interested in being part of the show. And, you know, I think it was a great concept that they had and and they used true champions, you know, like they had Herb Perez, who was an Olympic gold medalist and um, Lynette Love from um, Taekwondo as well. And you had Bridget Riley, who did kickboxing and and myself in sport karate, Hakeem Walston, uh, Carmichael Simon, Chris Casamasa, Mike Granato, Bam Johnson. So, you know, the list was long of all the, and most of us knew each other and we all had true credentials. So it was a lot of fun filming with each other. Um, it wasn't my first thing. My first thing was doubling on uh, Batman. And I mean, um, the Karate Kid movie was the, the first thing I did uh, in film work and doubling uh, Hillary Swank. But this show came along and, and I just said, oh, this just sounds so cool. I want to do it. And and it, it's amazing how many people to this day that say, you know, that show is what got me involved in the martial arts or, or that inspired me to to stop martial arts or stop my kids in martial arts. And I, I still hear it to this day. And, you know, you don't hear that about, you know, Batman and Robin or the Karate Kid movie. You know, it's it's just that particular show is just just a hot show on on the fox network so it was a lot of fun they tried to bring it back didn't they they i think they wanted to try to but you know i haven't had any any yeah. kind of luck with it right now i heard a lot a lot so. of fluttering of that for a while but yeah well, i think you had a great group of champions and that was the main thing i think the chemistry was right yes it was go on joe no. Again, last week we had Kathy Long on the show, and she mentioned about her experiences working in the Batman film. And for those of you watching here on Vero Hive or on YouTube, um, in one of the issues of Action Martial Arts Magazine, we featured, or I should say, Mr. Goldberg, Sifu Goldberg, featured you in your full outfit doubling for Alicia Silverstone in Batman and Robin. Uh, Tell us about your experiences working on that film. That was very a very cool movie to work on. Just a, such a high budget, uh, you know, coming from the East Coast, from from little Rhode Island. You know, I was flown out there just for a fitting, and when I'm getting driven from this place to that place to get fitted in this bat outfit, uh, you know, the the one person I went to that fit me for the leather boots and the gloves. Uh, he, you know, I'm hearing everything, you know, and he basically made like every outfit Michael Jackson wore and all these people, you know, just like so extremely. And and when I want to say it fit like a glove, I mean, these things were fit to my foot exactly. You know, I mean, the stilettos were like uh, four inch stilettos because um, Uma Thurman was the other actress that played Poison Ivy and she's very tall. And uh, Cheryl Wheeler, uh, may she rest in peace, was the person that was doubling for Uma. So, and, you know, Cheryl's tall too. And, you know, so I had to wear these, you know, huge heels to be able to be kind of close to them. But it, it, it was a great movie to do. And, and me and Cheryl, you know, we got to hang out and really get to know each other, 
you know, we knew each other before, but we really got got to be really good friends on on the movie, and it was it was just a lot of fun working with everybody, and you know, and I was able to actually work with um, Alicia Silverstone and Uma. Um, my my big story was Uma does the the knife thing, and she has uh, she takes the knife and you know poison ivy, and she like checks herself out in the reflection in the in the knife, so it was a close up, so the knife is in the whole fight scene but then they wanted to get that close up of her so they said you know can you the director said about me kicking it out of her hand and they're like please don't hurt i'm like that's a piece of cake i i will kick the knife out of her hand and i won't touch her <laughs> no problem you know but you know that that was pretty cool to be able to do something like that with uh you know some great act actors and and actresses in the movie I didn't know if you ever if I don't know if you ever were told this, but uh Alicia Silverstone was so taken working on that film and working with you and Cheryl Wheeler that she decided to study Taekwondo and studied for years in, in uh in California. And she I, I know, she, know that. she gives you credit for getting involved in Taekwondo and you were one of the inspirations for getting involved oh, in Joe, sure. where do you get your information, man? Where do you get your information? I know. <laughs> you have mics in people's bathrooms. I ask people, I, I hear things. I keep well, it. I, 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 remember I don't want you, to remember, you know, you, like, and Don, you and Don's tournament was in the first place. I met Joe Rubello. Yep. And, uh, I had to tell you, I, I, I did not like things. Joe was telling me at the time. And I didn't know myself. <laughs> but anyway, so now you know something. But Joe, I remember things. He remembers him. So, kind of unusual. By the way, I mean, hey, <laughs> since we're talking about him tonight, we also have to mention who else was in the film, though it's very difficult because he's under neon face paint in a, in a gang scene, is Don the Dragon Wilson. He's right. in the film as well. And a lot of people don't realize it because he's all painted up and whatnot. So you don't find out unless you really know what you're looking for till the end credits. You're like going, hey, Don Wilson's in this movie, you know? Yeah. Seven yeah. Shades of Don Wilson. Everyone gets hurt <laughs> Don Wilson, right? Yeah, but meanwhile, he didn't do much in Hollywood, right? So. No, not at all. all right. You know, there's something I posted on, on the, the Power Hour thing. Um, and it had to do with bees and flies. That a, a bee... A fly, a bee can't explain to a fly why honey is better than crap because they won't understand, you know. And that's the reality of it. If people don't understand, they're never going to understand. You can try to beat them over, over the head with it, but they won't get it, you know. And uh, Don's the king bee, that's for sure. You know. <laughs> anyway, want to say something? Well, I was going to say, you know, I always try to bring at least one photo, and. Christine, we've got a photo from recent, recent times, and uh, but this is talking about a long-standing association. You know, a lot of people, you've been in several magazines over the years, but there's one product line that you have been with and associated with for many years, and I'd like you to talk about it. And we have this photo right here. Macho products. Now, Yes. You have been in all kind of advertising. Matter of fact, one of the coolest things I ever saw was that huge fight scene in the warehouse where they superimpose and Photoshop all the fighters together. That thing rocks. I yes. still have the poster around somewhere. I think that is one of the coolest things. Talk to us about how you got involved with Macho, how long you've been associated with Macho, and uh, some of the highlights of your career. Because you literally, since the beginning, well, well, for many years have been featured every single one of their catalogs. Tell us about your association with Macho. Well, back in, I think it was 1990, it was my first uh, time that we worked together. They asked me about, you know, I was the number one fighter at the time and, you know, had gone undefeated for, I think it was 13 months or something like that on, on the circuit. And, and you know, they, they're, they're more a sparring company as far as, I mean, they do carry everything but they're known for their sparring and they asked me about doing a photo shoot with them. So I was like, sure, you know? And so I went down to Florida and we did a, a photo session right on the beach and it was really cool. And they came out with this new splash gear and, and they also had the, the USA stars and stripes and stuff. So um, that was my first time working with them. And, and from that point forward continued, we had a great, uh, great relationship 
we work together as far as um, if I can give them input on how to create or, or make equipment better. So it better fits, it's better, you know, better for the protection. They're a very uh, strong company as far as wanting good safety. So they won't throw something out there if they don't feel it's safe. They'll test it and test it. And, and uh, you know, I, I've really enjoyed working with the company. They they sell uniforms and all the gear and, and weapons and different things like that. But, you know, I've been not only just a model, but helping them create products and also a spokesperson for them. And then most recently, uh, probably probably going on like five years now, but I you know, go around the circuit and because we run a big national tournament and I'm at all the national tournaments and helping judge or help run things. And, you know, I just said, you know what, we should be putting a team macho out there again because we had one years and years ago. So I had, uh, you know, created this team macho that I coach. So I have my own team. Don has his team, Paul Mitchell, that I, you know, used to be part of before I retired. So, you know, we both have two different teams going on and stuff, but it's it's a lot of fun and it's it's nice to see the kids, you know, really enjoy being part of something, being part of a group. Because a lot of a lot of kids will compete. They'll be the only person from their school out there competing and they don't have that support and that camaraderie or that uh, you know, having a coach there to speak up for you and if you have a problem. So I'm really enjoying being the coach on the coach side of the competition. It's different. Give us some names of the kids and people you have competing on the team. Um, I have uh, Cody and Michael Molina. I have Riker Weaver. And I have Anthony Zangari, Ashley Sachry, uh Gavin Richmond, uh, Catherine Tian. And uh, my son Dante was on the team at the beginning, but he's he's kind of following in mom's footsteps and getting involved in a lot of uh, film work. So he's really, really been busy, Excellent. really been busy filming and, you know, he's in the union now and stuff. So he's doing a lot of work here now that they've started uh, filming again after all this COVID stuff. Oh, but don't, don't take your yellow uniform, please. Can't have that. <laughs> Can't have that stuff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I remember your son when he was, he was doing something in Manhattan we were in the city. Michael De Pasquale Jr. was everybody was there, and he was he was performing there in the middle of a crowd. And he's bouncing around and everything. And the kid was talented there then at that moment. You know that was many yeah. years ago. And today he must be phenomenal. That was your urban action show, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. I remember that. Well, Christine, yes. let, let let me just ask you something. I know again, Don and you have been you know personal friends of ours for years, but uh, when I invited you to my first show. Did you think it was going to be, and where did it turn out today? Oh, you know, it has grown so much, so much from that first time I went, and you know, it was it was so cool to to meet new people there and to see old friends like you know Bill Wallace and Don Wilson and Cynthia and you know just different people that you don't go to all the tournaments anymore because they're doing their own thing, filming and doing whatever profession that they're doing. Um, so it was just really cool to see that. But I mean, the event has just grown so much. I mean, you know, like even the Friday night, the the little wine and cheese. Yeah, it's not. No, I mean, it, it's like jam packed and the dance floor is going and it's crazy. And yeah, I mean, it, it's just turned into such a huge mega event and, and it's so much fun. I mean, I just really love going there and just being able to hang out with everybody and spend time and answer. You know, I have so many people that I've seen every single year that they're like regulars and they'll be like, oh, I need my 2020, you know, autograph picture or 2021. And, you know, that they get one every year and they come by and talk and visit. And then there's just people that you just meet, um, you know, for the first time and, and you've had a lot of international people coming in now. And, and that's really cool. I, I really enjoy seeing people from other countries and, you know, we're, we're all big, one big family, uh, the martial arts, but when you, you meet martial artists from other parts of the world, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. We have 38 countries this year already coming. I think we're going to hit well, 40, maybe 45 countries. Uh, I just want to mention also about our event coming up in, in Russia. It's going to be in Moscow, 2023. We're also thinking about doing something in Istanbul, 2024. 
something else down the road. I've been ready. So this is oh, an uh, in addition to your January event. Right. It would be another right. one. It won't be in place. It'll be an addition to the event. I'll only be That's able very to do cool. one extra year. But uh, the international thing has brought a lot of flavor to different things. That people want, they want more. I mean, I've, I've, I literally on the computer, I get international from Facebook every day. Every day, one or two countries contact me. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. And, and, you know, my event started off, and I had to be honest with you, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I learned very fast, though. And I realized what the event became. It became like, a, like an old homes week, like uh, just people getting together again. And that's one of the most important things that makes me proud, that we're able to bring good people together to have a good time. You know, I mean, I'm the one that's got to work, but everyone else has a good time. Alan, I got to say that year on year, the event gets better and better. And the one thing about you is from the first time that I went, you know, and going, you know, what, a decade and a half, maybe more later, you know, the bottom line is that you haven't changed how you do things. You haven't changed what you do, okay, and, and how you treat people and how you make it run. And I think that that's phenomenal. And this is why you get the international, you know, uh, contingent wanting to be there because you created an environment where everyone can go and feel at home. You go there, you're, right. you're home. And that's what it comes well, down to. Here's a, here's a quiz for next week's show. Who never got an invitation to the action martial art all about? That's all I'll say. Oh. Uh, well, well, as a promoter, I I can totally appreciate the hard work that goes involved, gets involved with the event behind the scenes. Everyone sees everything working so smooth and beautiful, but they don't understand how many glitches happen behind the scenes, and and you're scrambling to get things under underway. So I I totally can just imagine the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And another thing is being a promoter is as you go year after year after year a lot of your staff remain the same and they get yeah. better and better and they know That's you know good. they know their job and how to do things so i mean everything runs so smooth because you've had a lot of the same people involved yeah. helping so you know behind the scenes it, it's definitely uh you know it, it's a great event I, I just really uh enjoy going and i so bummed that we missed this year and i know with uh, this whole COVID thing, always, but, a, besides the real reason there's always another reason going to make this one bigger coming up so yes absolutely but I and we had to cancel we had to cancel our event too because right. of the whole covid but we're doing it virtual this this coming weekend and you know it's, it's kind of cool doing it virtual because people from all over the world can compete and not have to right. pay the travel right. expense a film that i'm still trying to find a dvd by the way that's that's a that's an outright plug Champions of the Deep. I actually saw it in its limited release in Rhode Island in the theaters and um, <clears throat> always wanted to get a copy of it. And, uh, you know, that's a whole new role for you in regards to that. How did all that come about? Don, you know, my husband Don and um, um, Baxter were considered producers of the movie. And, you know, it was they, they asked me to be the fight choreographer. And, you know, I mean, had some great talent with Tyler Weaver and Caitlin Deschel. And, um, you know, and the, I mean, now she's doing mega movies, you know, she's stunt doubling on huge films. And, and uh, my son Dante was in the film as well. And uh, Dana Ewer and um, Keith Hirabayashi or Keith Cook was in it. So it was, uh, my stepson Christopher was in it. It was, it was a lot of fun working with talented people, but it was totally different being on the opposite side of the camera and trying to tell them, you know, you know, what, I, what we were looking for and, and this big fight scenes and different things. And, and, you know, it, it was a fun movie and I, I thought it came out pretty good. You know, it's, uh, you know, still, I don't know what they're doing with it as far as still being in the can and stuff. And, you know, we did do the previews, um, you know, had the red carpet event with the movie and stuff, and and uh, it came out very well. But you know, that happens sometimes. <laughs> Legend says that the sword was lost in a great battle over the oceans years and years ago. Who was fighting? Let's just say those who help against those who harm. I told you there wasn't Atlantis. 
She's a knight of Atlantis, sworn to protect our oceans. The sword is called Aquavir, Sword of the Sea. Her name is Calico, and we have to help her bring the Sword of the Sea back to the ocean. Only then can the waters of Earth be balanced again. Remember, never give up. Never give up. Never give up! The battle has begun. You know, Christine, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking this no-name TV guy and putting him to do the, the nighttime finals for your junior national tournament. Thank you for, uh, you know, Ed Parker's story, 1989. I watched her demonstrate in front of Mr. Parker, and I'm figuring, okay, she's going to do stuff from Okiru Kempo. And, no, she's doing Ed Parker techniques. She wanted to make sure, Don wanted to make sure that she was doing his material, that they could show him that they were learning his system and demonstrating in front of the, the, the founder of American Kempo. Um, no, I'm, I'm uh, very, very excited to be part of the show tonight. I miss Jeff. Sad that he didn't make it here, but uh, thank you so much, Alan, for an invite, inviting me on and, and, of course, inviting us to your big big event every year. We love going there, and and uh, Don would, would have been on here tonight with me, but he's not – traveling back and forth to the school because he just had his hip replacement. So he's uh, home recovering and I have to go home and cook some dinner for now for him. <laughs> All right. Anyway, folks, we want to thank everyone for coming. We want to thank our sponsors and Vero Hive and Lou for taking care of us every week. Uh, Don Warner Enterprises. Uh, also, I want to mention something of Karate Cares, uh, an organization by Larry Barr, and uh, we gave out our first uh, your sponsorship already. We gave $500 to someone. We won't mention who it is, but we did our first one, went out to someone already, and we're going to plan every month to try to give out a little money to someone else that really needs it. So anyway, signing off. Thank you, everyone, for being here. A great show again. Um, we're going to have some more fun down the road, folks. I'm not going to push it, but we're going to have some fun. <laughs> All right, folks. God bless everyone. Thank you for being here.